0: Hi, I'm Candace Hoffman, the field coordinator with LAP, and I'm really excited today to be with Laura Marr again. If you're a first-time listener, she is a longtime contributor to the sidebar with her mindful moments, and she's a North Carolina and Oregon lawyer, and she's the founder of Conscious Legal Minds, LLC, providing well-being, consulting, training, and resilience coaching for attorneys and law offices nationwide. And we're so excited that you're here today, Laura. Thanks. So Hi,
1: Candice. Hi, everyone. It's Hi. Great to be back.
0: She's here today to talk about her new mindful moment called Ground Down? Question mark Ground Down. You can find that in the sidebar, and also there'll be a link in the show notes of this episode. So, just right off the bat, where did this idea come from?
1: I use the title ground down because I think a lot of us are experiencing a feeling of being really ground down these days, just kind of under too much pressure, trying to do too much in too short of time. And I have a lot of my coaching clients that tell me that they're sort of at the breaking point. They're like, if one more thing gets added to my plate, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I really feel like I'm just going to break.
0: I can completely identify with that statement as well. I think you you see those memes all the time now. It's usually a woman in the meme, but I know it happens to both. It's like, you know, I'm out here trying to work a full-time job, raise kids, keep people happy, respond to text messages, hydrate, work out, and I think it's really been exacerbated recently. I know myself, fall has a lot to do with that. I will overcommit to all these fun pumpkin themed things and halfway through fall, I'm like, good Lord, I don't want to get off the couch.
1: Yeah. And I also think it's helpful to understand where we are post-lockdown. A lot of us were exhausted through lockdown. And as we started to come out of lockdown, that mental fatigue that we had during the you know, the first two and a half years of the pandemic that we went through, lots of mental fatigue, lots of decision-making fatigue, lots of change fatigue, lots of unknowing what's going to happen, fatigue. And that all puts a lot of strain on our brains because we're thinking all the time and we're trying to predict things that are actually unpredictable. And so a lot of us have came out of lockdown, excited to be back in the world, and were faced with additional questions like, should I continue to mask? Should I not? Should I continue to get boosters? Should I not? Should I travel? Should I not? And so a lot of the questions that we were facing during the pandemic stayed with us. Then there's just the activities of, like you're saying, of fall, of the season, of kids being actually back in school, of doing For some of us, hybrid work environments, some of us staying completely remote. So some of us fully back in the office. And so there's just a lot to navigate, a lot of decisions to be made, and all of that can lead to mental exhaustion. And so I started noticing that a lot of my individual clients and the people that I was training in large groups, writing in the chat box, just saying, I'm at this breaking point. I'm so tired. I, I took that idea of people being ground down and I thought, you know, what can I do? What can I do as a, as a mindfulness teacher, as a resilience coach, what can I do to help people get through these times of mental fatigue?
0: That's really interesting. You don't think about every tiny decision you're making you know, independently, like, wow, I'm making another decision to wear a mask or not wear a mask. And when all those add together, it reminds me of that term, you know, the mental load that you have on. And you're right. I I think I can definitely feel being exponentially raised and also being kind of locked down for a couple of years. We got out of practice of socializing and, and doing all these activities. And I think now I have to think a little more actively At least when I first started going back out there of like, how to make small talk, (laughs) like things that we were just so used to doing, it for a little while was more of an effort too.
1: Yeah. And all of that can lead to what people call brain drain, just our brains feel drained from thinking. And I think especially for those of us in the legal field, whether we're law school students that are spending all kinds of time studying, or whether we're lawyers who are spending all of our time trying to keep our practices going and our clients happy and preparing, preparing, preparing to go to court, or whether we're judges sitting on the bench all day, there's just a lot of activity that we are requiring and demanding of our brains all day long. And so the practice of grounding down into our bodies is really a great thing to do when you feel like there's a lot going on in your head. A lot of us in the legal field think about problem solving by going back up into our brains and thinking, thinking, thinking our way out of a problem. But the solution is oftentimes actually to go down into the body and to give your brain a break and give your body some attention to just notice what is happening in my body and put your attention there so that your brain can just relax for a second and your body can actually help you get grounded and slow down the thoughts.
0: I like that. And I'm remembering back to one of our earlier podcasts where you made this statement and it really struck me that as attorneys, we do spend like 90% of the time in our brains A lot of times unconsciously, we're not saying like, wow, I'm not in my body right now. But when you told us about that mindfulness practice of just literally not listening to a podcast or anything, but paying attention to washing a plate, I've tried to Mm -hmm. start doing that. And I notice like exercising or being mindful, doing those simple tasks, how big of a difference it is than being in that active problem solving place in my brain.
1: Yeah. And I think because our profession doesn't require us to move much at all. We might have to get up to go from our offices to court or to go from our offices to home, but we're not physical laborers. And so it can be really easy to lose connection with our body during the day. And our bodies are actually a source of great intelligence. They help us to know when we're hungry, when we have to go to the bathroom, when we're stressed, when we're feeling apprehension. And so tuning into the body and with some simple exercises, and one of them I'm going to lead you in now, can be really helpful to relax the mind and also to relax the body. And when your body's more relaxed, then your mind actually can think more clearly.
0: Great. I'm excited to try it.
1: So... Let's go ahead and get started. We'll do this simple grounding technique, and you can do this right along with us if you'd like. It's helpful if you're either sitting or standing to put both of your feet on the ground. And then if it's comfortable for you, close your eyes because you're going to be using your imagination. And if it's not comfortable to have your eyes closed, just keep your eyes soft and just gently gazing down. You can also look at your feet if it helps you to stay focused on your feet. And now imagine that you have a marker or a pen, and just very slowly trace the shape of the outline of each foot on the ground. You can trace one foot at a time, or you can trace both feet at the same time. And while you're tracing your feet with your imagination, pay attention to your breath. And see if you can slow down the exhalation and make it longer than your inhalation. And once you've traced both feet once, see if you can trace them both again, but this time take twice as long to trace your feet. And when you're done tracing your feet, just pause, just stay inside. So keeping your eyes closed and your awareness inside and on your feet, and just notice what, if anything changed. And you can pause here and be done with the exercise. But if you have another minute and want to go a little bit deeper, You can start with your feet and then trace your whole body. So you would trace from your feet up to your ankles, knees, hips, and torso, and you can trace both sides at once, or you can just go up one side of your body and then down the other side of the body here again, breathing and seeing how slowly you can trace your body And when you get all the way up to the crown of the head, so you're just tracing the outside of your body and you can bring that tracing back down the body and back down to the feet. And here again, just for a few more breaths, see if you can exhale a little bit longer than you were inhaling. And you may notice that feelings of anxiousness or sort of a spinning mind might have calmed down. It's one of the great benefits of doing this grounding and this foot or body tracing is it can decrease feelings of anxiety that are really common for those of us in the legal field. And then just notice one good thing that happened for you as you were doing that. And then as you're ready, if your eyes are closed, you can open your eyes. And then everyone just look around the room you're in or look out the window and see if there's one nice thing, just one thing that brings a small smile to your face or one thing that helps you to feel calm or maybe one thing that helps you to feel grounded. Outside my window right now, I have beautiful fall leaves and lots of trees so i can just look at the trees and see how grounded they are and candice i would love to hear if you'd be willing just to share what your experience was with tracing your feet
0: sure specifically with the feet i wasn't aware until i started tracing my feet that I really just don't ever think about them. I mean it's mm-hmm. a, almost like it brings awareness that I have feet. And for me, I have very large feet. So there's a <laughs> lot to trace. Um, and really hard to find shoes in any normal store. But I didn't realize there's this tiny ticker tape, you know, running in the back of my brain all of the time. Like yeah. I'm having conversations, I'm reading, I'm doing things. And specifically right now, we're going on a trip soon. And I have this like little monologue running in the back of my head of like, did you get everything? And I can do two things at once, but I didn't realize how much unconsciously is going over on in my mind until I focus on one thing. Mm
1: -hmm. And I
0: felt all that fall away, which is a great feeling. And I felt, I think, a heaviness in a good way. Yeah. Like I felt the weight and the substantialness of my feet and and for lack of a better term, that I am like grounded to the floor in the yes. world, you know, because I feel like a lot of times we I when I personally and others I know talk to, we get into these, you know, racing around, always scrambling to get stuff done. I don't really feel like I'm all the time attached to the world. Cause I'm thinking about five different things, trying to get people ready, trying to go places. And so I liked the, the heaviness and the stillness that I felt from that practice.
1: Yeah. And that heaviness is oftentimes what people experience when they ground. And sometimes people feel like a sleepiness and that's actually a really good stress reduction tool is to just feel your feet on the ground. And you can even go outside and take your shoes off and just stand on the earth and feel that connection we are human beings we use the earth as our planet to live on and so we get the benefit of feeling that connection to the earth which can be really helpful like you said it can slow us down and help us to feel a lot more calm and it can actually help us to orient to where we are in in our world and in the world in general and in And in the universe, in the planetary universe, like, oh, I am, this is me. I am on the earth. This is my life. And that can help us to just feel more oriented and less future thinking and less past thinking just to be present in the moment. So sounds like you got some good benefit out of it.
0: Yes. That's what I was thinking when you were talking about a good way to get out of anxiety. For me personally, anxiety is always... In the future, I'm worried, you know, I'm worried about things that haven't happened yet that I'm especially being trained as an attorney. That's what I'm looking for potential future problems that I'm going to figure out. So that's a great way. My feet are right here, right now, they're not in the future. So it was a good way to get a lot of that stuff to kind of move out of my consciousness for a little bit.
1: Yeah. And it's a surprising thing for most people. This, of course, isn't true for everybody. And with this practice, as with all the practices I teach, if it works, great, do it. If you want to modify it, also great. If it doesn't work at all, chuck it and try something else. But one of the things that I really appreciate about this particular exercise is it generally decreases anxiety because when we are connected to our body, our brain actually can relax uh, because the the lower brain, the brain stem is looking for safety. And if we can bring the body-mind consciousness into that feeling of safety. My brain is seeking safety. The body can actually reaffirm and confirm to the mind, oh, I'm actually safe in this moment. That's where some of that anxiety relaxes and releases and helps us to get clearer because then the brain isn't wondering, am I safe? Am I safe? Am I safe? Um, Are my clients safe? Safe, safe? And it's like, yes, in this moment, everything is okay. And that little moment can be enough to bring greater clarity to the mind, to give the mind a little bit of a break.
0: That makes a lot of sense, too. I'd never thought about it in context of safety, but that makes sense as to why I'm probably breathing deeper when I'm grounding and I'm getting more of that oxygen in my blood. And that really is connected to whatever I'm worried about. It's not happening right now.
1: Exactly. Yeah, Exactly.
0: Well, I really appreciate that practice and I know our listeners do too. Do you have any other tools or have you gone any deeper into these resources that people can access?
1: Yes. Grounding is one of my favorite tools to teach and I actually just created a course that is six hours long. And I'm teaching it right now to the Buncombe County Bar. And it's called How to Rock Your World, Five Tools to Get Grounded When the World Feels Rocky. And so in that course, it can be taught as a a one-off and just an hour at a time, or you can really delve into each one of the tools. And I have a lot of tools to teach. It's been really fun to teach some new tools to lawyers this fall.
0: Awesome. Well, I am very jealous of the Buncombe County Bar. (laughs) I want to be up there. The Buncombe
1: County Bar rocks. This is my, (laughs) literally, it's my fifth year teaching a six week course to the Buncombe County Bar. They're super supportive of their membership, having well being tools. And so it's always an honor to, to get to teach them new things every year.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And I can't wait to find out your next tool next time.
1: Thanks, Candice. It's just a joy to be here, as always.
0: Thank you for joining us at The Sidebar. If this is your first time, we encourage you to listen to another episode or two. Subscribe to our newsletter and peruse the resources at www.nclap.org. And if you know a lawyer who could use a hand, please share this episode with them today. Remember, at Sidebar, you are not alone. In fact, you are in quite good company.